0: This is 15 minutes with the doctor. Welcome to episode 30. Welcome to 15 minutes with the doctor, the 15 minute appointment where we share powerful stories from healthcare entrepreneurs and innovators, so you can grow your idea of business. Uh huh. To so say hello to your host, Doctor Vinay, Vinay Shankar. On this episode. I'm joined by Melissa from Nourished, a startup where they create a personalized nutritional supplement using 3D printers. Melissa shares her background that led to this venture, the various aspects of the product, benefits of the unique market, and how their adaptability meant they could create a new blend as requested by customers for nutritional support during the coronavirus pandemic. We had recorded this episode in early March about a week or so before we really started to see the effects of the coronavirus pandemic. I want to take this opportunity to wish you all the best, stay safe, and be kind. Enjoy the show. It's great to have you on the show, Melissa. Thank you for coming on.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here.
0: So tell us briefly about your latest venture, Nourished.
1: Sure. So basically, my latest business is called Nourished. And Nourished is basically the world's first truly personalized nutrition supplement product, And we use 3D printers basically in order to combine different nutrients that are specific for an individual in order to create a single batch product actually made for you.
0: Why did you set it up?
1: Well, I was a avid user of uh, vitamins and supplements for, oh gosh, on at least 10 years, maybe longer. And I was walking through an airport one day with a disgusting plastic Ziploc bag full of vitamins <laughs> I used to travel with and ended up spilling all over the floor in the, the security line at Dusseldorf Airport. And I basically was sitting on the floor in picking up my vitamins, which was not an enjoyable process, and thinking, oh, my gosh, there's got to be a better way to do this. And uh, then I thought, oh, I have a 3D printing food business. Maybe I can do it. So that's where the dream and the vision started. And uh, my team and I have been working on the technology around it and formulations for just over a year now. And it, it launched into the UK in October.
0: So tell me a little bit about this business that, you know, supported this venture.
1: So basically, in the very beginning for me, when it came to 3D printing, I started making 3D food printers in 2016. Okay. And they basically were developed in order to allow consumers to create their own product in a retail environment. Because I was frustrated by traditional factories and the limitations that exist surrounding things like minimum order quantities and very long lead times you have to make over 100,000 units of a single flavored item in a traditional factory. And that was really, really, really prohibitive when it came to trying to make custom product or limited edition or even specific to a culture like a palate taste. And so I thought, well, how do we solve it? And um, my decision was the only way to solve it was to allow the consumer to make their own products. And so that's when I started doing 3D printing of food. Um, That business is still all over the world. It's called Magic Candy Factory. You can find it in the Dubai Mall, in the Hong Kong Duty Free Warner Brothers Right, theme okay. park and so on, but at the end of the day, I became a little bit fr- not frustrated, but I just realized I think quite early on that it was never going to really have the impact that I had as a vision for the tech, and so this is where again applying this technology to something as personal as nutrition and medicine really became the life force of the new company Remini.
0: So that company made personalized candy for people what while they wait at the airport or in store, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yep. And what type of candy was it? Was it hard sweets uh, or soft sweets? What was that? Yeah, so
1: it was all gummy. And funnily enough, the products you could you basically go onto a tab. We wrote a really cool program which would allow you to choose a different set of content. So you could write like words, or draw pictures, or you could create three D shapes, or even upload photographs. And the most popular content for Magic Candy Factory is by far and away a product called the Sweet Selfie which is basically where you upload a picture of your face and it will turn your face into candy. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so, it definitely personalized, maybe not a really 3D, maybe two and a half D if we're honest. But this was really the key when we figured out people didn't care about it being a 3D printer. They really saw it as a device to allow them to personalize something.
0: Well, I'm going to look out for those um, stores when I'm at those airports. So you took this idea of, 3D printing in terms of gummies and then brought that to nutrients and vitamins. So you call each gummy a stack. Tell me where that name came from.
1: Basically, the gummies are called stacks because for two reasons. One, they are literally seven layers stacked on top of each other, each with a different nutrients inside. And then in addition to that, in America, it's quite common to use the terminology stack when you're basically coming up with a combination of different vitamins and supplements that you take individualized for yourself. So for example, my stack before I started making Nourish would have been things like CLA, Omegas, Vitamin D, perhaps a probiotic and some hydrokirk. And that would be my stack, even though really it would just be a bag full of different pills.
0: Okay. So you took that literal term of stack and actually made a stack. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. Why did you go for seven nutrients in your product? Is that because of what the 3D printer can do or is there another reason?
1: No, absolutely. The 3D printer can make really pretty much anything if um, it is configured appropriately. We chose seven because we took a survey of 10,000 UK vitamin enthusiasts. Mm -hmm. And the average number of vitamins and supplements people were taking on a daily basis was between six and eight. So that's why we went with seven. And we also looked around at a lot of the multivitamins and realized that so many of them were packed full of things that people didn't need. We really wanted our concept to be about focusing nutrition and getting what you need and not a bunch of stuff that you don't need.
0: When I first hear that people are taking between six and eight, that sounds quite a lot to me. Is that specific to UK or other countries taking this many um, over-the-counter nutrients as such?
1: Yeah, I think I can understand why it seems like a lot, but really when you think about it, that's not that many because if you isolate a micronutrient like an alphabet vitamin or a mineral and you think about the different needs people have depending on their lifestyle and their how it's actually, it seems quite reasonable after a while, but I agree with you. When I first heard it, I was like, wow, I thought I was alone in this (laughs) world, but I wasn't alone. And to answer your question about who was surveyed, it was the UK only for the specific survey because we have chosen the UK market to be the beta test for the entire concept. And because we build the printers and make the products here in the United Kingdom, we really wanted to fully understand that market the best.
0: It's great to have startups like yourself launched in the UK. You mentioned you'd chosen UK as the testing site. Was that because of the research that you'd done or was it because of the equipment that it was more readily available here so you could get a route into market more easily?
1: No, I chose the UK because I'm based in the UK. First of all, that's one yep. of your answers. And I have been since I uh, did my studies at Lancaster University. But actually, the UK market is a fantastic testbed for products, I think, because the UK consumer is extremely good at giving constructive criticism and feedback <laughs> without being overly dramatic, but actually wanting it to result in some kind of a positive change, which is really unique. A lot of countries, you find that the consumers are either very quiet or they give, they're give professionally unhappy with a lot of things. So this is really nice. It's a nice kind of place to test something and get feedback and continually optimize and, and iterate. And in addition to that, the UK consumer, more than half, about 65% of the UK population takes vitamins on a daily basis. So it gives us a really nice set of possible customers to work with, to provide product for, to collect feedback from, before going to the bigger markets such as the United States, which just as a consumer population point of view, is about five times bigger. So if we had gone there first and we hadn't learned and we hadn't fine-tuned and optimized our solution, the chances are we could have made a lot of really, really dangerous, expensive and possibly business-killing mistakes. By doing it here in the UK, we're able to really, really optimize the concept before scaling it outbound around
0: the world. When I think of those numbers, I think the potential market you have is actually massive. If half of the people you know in the UK take some sort of supplements or nutrients, you've got such a big market to try and get to.
1: Yeah, it's wonderful. I think that people are thinking about their health more and more.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: that on top of just not just taking like some bog standard multivitamin, that they're actually really keen to learn, which I found really reassuring. We have a lot of blog pages and studies and research on our website about the different nutrients that we use. I'm actually pleasantly delighted by the amount of people that are actually spending time reading that information, I was not sure that that would be the case.
0: I definitely agree. There's quite a lot of information on your website and it's interesting and it's quite straightforward and easy to understand. I saw lots of new nutrients that I might have not come across before that I thought, oh, I'd be potentially interested in getting in a stack if I ordered my own personalized stack. I wanted to go on to those and dive a bit more deeper into the actual product. So there's two aspects. There's the life stacks, which are ready to buy and almost you formulated and include things like high flyer stack and a, inner a defense stack versus create your own or the personalized stacks, which customers can make. Why did you choose to design or create those specific life stacks?
1: That's a great question. So in the very beginning, we were unsure what kind of reception the totally personalized product would get from the marketplace in business and especially in product. There's um, a phenomenon known as paralysis of choice. And what this means is when you go into a supermarket and you have a choice of 500 different canned tomatoes, it's like too much and people actually become bewildered by it and sometimes don't buy anything. (laughs) And so when you think about a personalized item, in effect, you're offering someone a billion different options. And so we we were worried that maybe that would bamboozle people or maybe there would be doubt in our in ability to do that. And so we started to look at stacks as a way of kind of giving people the chance to trial our product, the format, et cetera. If they were worried about They were a little bit unsure about personalized product because we're the first ones in the world to be able to really do it. And you have to expect a little bit of skepticism whenever you do something that no one's ever done before. The reason we chose the different categories was quite simple. We basically looked at the different types and reasons and life events that people take supplements for. And so this basically was broken down on population, which you can get this information from the World Factbook, but we actually looked further into data from Kantar and lots of other things regarding the U.K., And, you know, people take different vitamins when they're trying for a baby, having a baby, just had a baby. So that's quite straightforward. People take different vitamins when they follow a vegan lifestyle, because naturally with a vegan lifestyle, it's more difficult to get certain micronutrients from a plant-based diet, or at least if it was, it's getting less and less so as more options become available. And then you have these actual cool things that I love about supplementation, which is that people are not, really choosing to supplement anymore because they're trying to fix something like a deficiency. You don't see people walking around with jaundice, you know, like we have a very diverse food supply in western world and we are in general not micronutrient deficient except for very specific cases, the famous one in the UK being vitamin D because of our lovely weather. But I think in general, most people are not walking around with major uh, micro deficiencies. And one of the biggest trends that we see is that people are actually choosing to supplement, not to make up for something, but instead to shortcut towards the goal to boost performance, to boost energy, to boost their ability of dealing with stress. And so that's where we came up with some of these other products, which are inner defense is to boost your immunity, which is the very good talking point right now. Inner peace is a blend of ingredients, which help your body deal with stress and manage cortisol reactions and hormonal responses to stress. High flyer is for people who are burning the candle at both ends, traveling frequently, need high energy all the time for this busy professional, and so on and so on. And this is really something that's so cool about 3D printing is that we can add new life stacks in really, to be honest with you, seven minutes. If we see a need in the market for it, So just recently on the back of the recent, you know, news around the coronavirus, we had about 10 people in one day reach out and say, is there a blend that you can recommend for my mother, grandmother, whatever, my neighbor, who is more mature customer? Because, uh, you know, I'm worried about them. I'm young. I'm probably going to be fine, but I'm worried about them. And so we developed a blend. We checked it with our consultants around different types of requirements for that specific age group. And then we launched a, a blend called Inner Vitality within, what, two days? And the point is that we, we don't make the product ahead of time. It's just a pre-designated set of ingredients. So until someone orders it, which many people have now, we don't make it. So it's not like we've paid for packaging or pre-made a bunch of stuff. We can really do it on demand.
0: It makes you very agile and able to respond to changing consumer demands, consumer preferences. And that, in this day and age, is a good asset or skill, should I say, to have as a business.
1: Absolutely. Being able to respond to market demand in real time is a game changer.
0: You've got done a lot of market research and you've got a lot of knowledge about the sector. How did you then create the, or design the personalized stack or the questionnaire that accompanies the personalized stack, because that's something new. And, and, you know, it's a new area that's emerging in digital health and medicine.
1: Basically, the consultation questionnaire was developed over a period of about 10 months with myself and a team of different industry professionals, leading experts and academics around the disciplines of metabolic rates, probiotics, kinesiology, nutrition, pharmacology, et cetera. We tried to keep it as simple as possible, but still get enough information to create a really meaningful recommendation. And I think, I think we've done that really well, but in the future, we're going to be linking the decision-making engine or the recommendation engine to DNA, epigenetics, and microbiome testing. So the recommendations will just get more and more robust for people who are keen to and willing to also do biometric-style testing.
0: Okay. So that's the future product line that you're developing? yeah?
1: Yep. We're already in test with it right now. It works quite well, but we're trying to find the right way of implementing it, because a lot of times biometric testing can be quite expensive. We don't want it to be overly onerous on our consumer. We really would like it to be quite smooth and and also not overly expensive. So this is the tricky bit where we have to try and find the right way to do it in order to get them the best possible outcome.
0: So you have 28 different nutrients and such a wide variety. When I was looking on your site from things like coenzyme q10 to iron to ashwagandha extract why did you pick these and is 28 where you're going to stop
1: so we chose these based on a couple of different rules that we have for all new ingredient sourcing so the first one is it must be available in a vegan source So Mm -hmm. a lot of ingredients are available in a vegan source, which is great. But some of the really popular ones, such as vitamin D3, are quite difficult to find in a vegan source because most D3 comes from lanolin, which is sheep's wool. So that's vegetarian but not vegan. And we wanted to be able to create a product that would be 100% safe for anyone to enjoy. So if you couldn't find it in a vegan source, we don't have it. So that cuts it out right away. Second one is, is it available in a natural source, a non-synthetic source? So this is another thing that's quite a USP for us. A lot of vitamin companies are buying their source materials from labs. This is very common, by the way. I'm not like doing them in. This is very, very common. But it's basically ingredients that are what we call natural identicals. So they're made in a lab with the exact same molecular components as the natural occurring one. But they didn't ever come from nature. So this is what we would call synthetic. So we don't have any of those. So if it's not available as a non-synthetic, then we don't want it. And then three was is it available from a UK source? And this was very tricky in the end because we had some ingredients which were only available yep. in certain places. Not but we got to 98. <laughs> <laughs> we got to 98% UK source supply chain. So. This was really important for me originally because I wanted to protect the business against Brexit. <laughs> if okay. anything happened badly with Brexit, we would, we didn't want to have a highly EU dependent supply chain, but actually now in the, the current circumstances, it's actually stood us in good stead as well. And then for, does it have enough research, i.e. more than one clinical trial, we have over 10,000 people that shows the efficacy and benefit of the product, regardless of what EFSA says is allowable to be claimed or not. So, EFSA is the body of regulation that sits over the UK still, regardless of Brexit, that dictates the kind of claims you can make about certain nutrients, depending upon the level of research that they deem as being appropriate and or efficate. In addition to that, though, there's tons of amazing new ingredients and a lot of them which have had GMP pharma level testing done. Yeah. They just haven't passed through the EFSA rule. So what we do is if we can find enough good research about a product, we will simply tell you what it is. Here's the studies. These are the things people like it for. Here's some stuff you can educate yourself and make your own decision. But it won't be in my product set unless it has at least one 10,000 person human trial.
0: And I think that gives you a really unique selling point. And I was thinking when you were telling me about all the research and the papers that you must spend a lot of time reading because you do very much know your stuff.
1: (laughs) I do. I spend a ton of time reading. But yeah, it's absolutely key that we do that because really we're trying to offer that as a service to our customer. We'll do the reading. We'll summarize for you. If you want to learn more, you can do so. Here it is. You asked me one more question. I'm so sorry if I neglected to answer. You said, will that be the end of the list? And the answer is absolutely not. And if any of your listeners have an other ingredient that they think we should add, we constantly ask people to tell us what they want us to add so that we can look into it. And if it meets our criteria, we will add it. And we're already adding five more at the end of March. So okay, excellent. please tell us what you want because we want to make it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Tell me a little bit about the pricing and how you came to that decision in terms of creating a personalized product.
1: Absolutely. So the pricing is based on a model that we need in order for the business to operate. But in addition to that, in order for fairness, I mean, a lot of people in the very beginning when you think about a totally personalized product you should as a general rule and certainly this is generalized you would expect to pay twice as much as a non-personalized mm-hmm. and you would yep. expect to wait twice as long and what we wanted to do was be able to offer the customer a truly personalized solution as fast as if not faster than the normal one and at the same price or less so if you buy seven of our nutrients individually At any kind of a reputable health food retailer, you will find that the total comes to anywhere between 80 to 120 pounds. And that's for 30 day supplies of any of the seven ingredients that we have. So if you buy vitamins and supplements regularly, there's no discussion around the price. It's such a good deal. I save so much money now. Obviously, I also make it myself, but obviously (laughs) I used to spend over 100 pound a month, no doubt, if not more. And now I'm obviously getting a much better, more concentrated, personalized item for me with more convenience, less waste, and so on at a much better price. But again, if you're a consumer who's not taking vitamins and supplements regularly, and you're maybe having a multivitamin that's a little bit bog standard, then possibly it sounds a little bit expensive. But to me, it's one pound 30 something a day, which is less than I spend on an Americano and uh, certainly worth an investment in my health in the long term.
0: I think some of the ingredients you use as well are more on the ones that you see in the health shop that are more priced, a bit more expensive. So things like Q10 and the ashwagandha extract I mentioned, they are typically priced much more expensive in shops than typical B12 supplement, for example.
1: That's absolutely right. So yeah, and we use 10 patent ingredients, which again, are usually sold at much higher prices than what you'd expect. Another one is for a decent probiotic, you should expect to pay 30 pounds a month minimum. Mm -hmm. And yeah, because we're using 3D printing technology, we have 2% wastage or less in our factory. And because we don't have any retailer or like long distribution channel in between us and the consumer, that's how we can get that product to them at a much better price. Because if you have to send it through a warehouse and then another warehouse and another truck and then a retailer, every single part of that whole puzzle normally carries an extra cost.
0: In terms of the life stacks versus the personalized option, which one is doing better at the moment? Can you give us a rough idea?
1: Yes, and this is another hard question. The personalized option is like 99% of people are choosing it.
0: Oh, wow. And I was,
1: I'm so happy about that. That makes me so happy. It makes me really like excited about the future, it makes me feel good about being in the world. And yeah, the life stacks are mostly being given by people as gifts which is totally fair because how can you take a quiz for someone else?
0: And are you able to give us a rough number of subscribers that you have now and what you're hoping for in, let's say, three years time? So, yeah, that's a tough
1: question. So so far, we have had around three and a half thousand subscribers come okay, on board. Wow. yeah, and don't get me wrong every it's not for everyone, so not everyone stays, but we have a we're very happy with that and then in relation to three years time, that's so difficult. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think if you looked at my budget planner, it would say something ridiculous, so I wouldn't wanna <laughs> I wouldn't want to say it out loud. but basically, we're hoping that we can continually build the United Kingdom market, launch into the eurozone the United Arab Emirates and the United States, which opens up a consumer set for us, which is close to a billion. So I'm hoping that, yeah, we have a lot more by then. But yeah, very difficult to put a number on it with that far in advance.
0: And we've talked a lot about the benefits of 3D printing. Any particular challenges that you've had?
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. There's challenges, which is why Everyone's not doing it, I think. We create all of our own technology. All of our designs are bespoke and proprietary Mm -hmm. to us. And so when we made that prototype printer, that was the first one that had ever been made ever in the history of mankind. So, of course, when you do something like that, it's a prototype and you have to get as much experience as you can on it. And you continually optimize the design until you have something that you feel is good enough to launch with an MVP. But I'm so lucky. I have an incredible team. My CTO, my head of brand have been with me for what almost four years now. And, and the rest of the team are much newer, but really, they're all incredible. And without them, there's no way that we would have been able to do what we've done, and especially not in the time that we have.
0: So would that be your advice for anybody wanting to launch a 3D product get a good team or, or get in touch with somebody who can help?
1: Absolutely. Both of those things for sure. And the 3D printing world, at least at the initial stage of investigating possibilities with the technology, I think you will find it to be extremely open. Mm -hmm. I think you'll find the people in this marketplace to be tinkers and enthusiasts, and they love to talk about it. And so whereas in a lot of market industries, you'll find the doors to be closed because it's very competitive and there's a lot of espionage. 3D is not like that. It's really a community all pushing forward for the advancement of the tech.
0: Excellent. Thank you. So where can people learn about your product or get in touch with you?
1: So our website is get-nourished.com or just type in nourished into Google or and you'll find it. Uh, it'll come up first. I think it will. It should do. My marketing team are very good also. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, you can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I have a LinkedIn and just search nourished and you'll find um, us popping up right away.
0: Okay, great. Thank you. And thanks again for coming on the show. It's been really fascinating for me to learn about 3D printed products, particularly in the health and nutrition space. Um, And I think you've done a great job getting going.
1: Thanks so much for your time. It was a pleasure speaking to you and uh, yeah, looking forward to hearing from you and your listeners on what we can do next.